we're analyzing Enbridge stock ticker ENB to see if it's a great business on sale. This analysis is around 10 minutes. It's going to be intense, but it's going to be worth it. We're using the Select 6 analysis to look at the most telling financial metrics before estimating a fair value for Enbridge. Then we're giving a final rating to the business. There will be a key bonus metric along the way that just might be the tipping point when analyzing Enbridge for your stock portfolio. Before we get into these valuable metrics, let's understand Enbridge's stock performance. Right now, Enbridge trades for $36.78 per share. Year to date, their stock price is down 6%. Enbridge pays a huge 7.07% dividend yield, which is in addition to their returns in their stock price. In the last five years, Enbridge is up 5%. They're compounding at 1% annually. In the last 10 years, Enbridge is down 13%. Going back before the global financial crisis, Enbridge has compounded at 6% annually. Their average dividend yield over this time is in addition to these returns. Right now, Enbridge trades $8 below their 52-week high. The company's up $1.5 from its 52-week low. Enbridge is a huge company. They have a $74.5 billion market cap and a $142 billion enterprise value. But the burning question is, why should we be paying close attention to Enbridge? Enbridge owns extensive midstream assets that transport hydrocarbons across the United States and Canada. Its pipeline network consists of the Canadian mainline system, regional oil sands pipelines, and natural gas pipelines. The company also owns and operates a regulated natural gas utility and Canada's largest natural gas distribution company. Finally, the firm has a small renewables portfolio primarily focused on onshore and offshore wind projects. Now with this understanding, let's get into the numbers. Starting with metric number one, we want Enbridge's average return on capital in their last five years to be above 14%. The average business earns about a 7% return on capital. Looking for a benchmark that's double this can build in margin of safety based on the quality of the business. It's going to be difficult for Enbridge to hit this metric due to their high amounts of fixed assets. When we look at these numbers, Enbridge earns slightly below average returns on capital. They're earning right about average returns on equity, but the company uses a lot of debt in their business. When these are averaged out, Enbridge earns 5.4% average returns on capital in a given year. Again, that's slightly below average, meaning this is an X on metric number one. This is not unexpected as a midstream energy company. Metric number two, we're looking for growth in the business. Typically, we're looking for revenue, net income, and free cash flow growth. Because Enbridge is a midstream company, their free cash flows are going to be the most meaningful here. Revenues and incomes are going to fluctuate due to the nature of their business, and it doesn't represent the underlying reality for Enbridge in all cases. In this time, Enbridge's free cash flows have doubled. That's big growth for the business. Enbridge does not break out their maintenance capex like some other midstream businesses, so this also includes growth capital expenditures. This is a check on metric number two. While not as meaningful for Enbridge, they've grown their revenues by 8% and their net incomes are down by 3% if we include up until today's numbers. Metric number three, we're looking at Enbridge from the view of a shareholder. Typically, we're looking for earnings per share growth. For Enbridge as a midstream company, we want to see that their shares outstanding are going down. This has not been the case for the business, but the dilution isn't as bad as meets the eye. In the last five years, Enbridge has diluted shareholders by 17%. Much of this came from their $28 billion acquisition of Spectra Energy, which was an all-stock deal. That merger was completed in 2017, but their share count is reflected in 2018 here. 
Even still, after that merger, Enbridge has slightly diluted shareholders, issuing less than half a percent additional shares. This is dilution nonetheless, meaning this is an X on metric number three. Metric number four, we're putting our previous metrics together. We're looking for free cash flow per share growth in the last five years for Enbridge. Their free cash flows, which have doubled, are outpacing their shareholder dilution. This is a check on metric number four. Enbridge has grown their free cash flows per share. To recap where we stand currently, Enbridge has two checks and two Xs through our first four metrics. During recessions, it's overly levered businesses that are at the biggest risk of losses. Metric number five, we want Enbridge's net debt, which is their total debt minus their cash and their short-term investments, to be below the sum of their free cash flows in their last five years. As a midstream pipeline company, Enbridge is going to have a high level of debt relative to other businesses. This is because these assets tend to be levered up more like real estate assets due to their reliability and predictability in most cases. Enbridge has added on to their net debt over this time. They ended their last year with about $59 billion in net debt. Right now, they have about $58 billion. In their last five fiscal years, Enbridge has generated $15 billion worth of free cash flow. That's a fourth of their net debt position, meaning this is below it by quite a bit. This is an X on metric number five. You'd have to dig into the company's filings to understand if this could cause problems for the company or not. As again, due to the nature of the business they're in, they may be able to support higher levels of debt than other businesses. Before we get to our valuation methods of Enbridge, it's time for our bonus. As our bonus, we're looking at Enbridge's dividend profile. Right now, Enbridge pays a huge 7.07% dividend yield. That's above the average dividend yield from an S&P 500 ETF. We want to see if this dividend is sustainable. We want Enbridge to support their dividends using their free cash flows. That has not been the case in any of these last five years. Again, this may not be totally reflective of the business's reality, as this is including their growth projects. Even today, their dividends are not supported by their free cash flows on a per share basis. Enbridge has grown their dividend over this time, but they cut it going into their last fiscal year. This is something to learn more about if you're interested in Enbridge for its dividends. It looks like this is an X on our bonus. The big metric of them all, metric number six, we want Enbridge's average five-year free cash flow divided by their enterprise value to give us a yield that's above 5%. If this is the case, this gives a slight risk premium to the yield of the 10-year treasury. It's the first of two different ways we're estimating a fair value for Enbridge. Right now, Enbridge has a $142 billion enterprise value. This accounts for both their market cap and their net debt position. It looks at Enbridge similar to it being a private company. In the last five years, we learned Enbridge produced $15 billion of free cash flow, meaning they generate around $3 billion in an average year. When that's divided by their $142 billion enterprise value, we get about a 2.1% average free cash flow to enterprise value yield. On a current basis, Enbridge produced $5.5 billion of free cash flow in their last 12 months. When that's divided by their enterprise value, we get about a 3.9% current free cash flow to enterprise value yield. Again, this conservative measure of their free cash flows is including both their growth and their maintenance capex, so this could be understating the company's cash flow potential. Both of these are below the risk premium we're looking for, meaning for Enbridge on metric number six, this is an X. Don't just throw the business out. We still need to estimate their fair value per share and give our rating. Everything we've discussed so far is important, but there's something missing that in my opinion is the main reason to analyze Enbridge, which takes us on to using a discounted cash flow model to estimate their fair value per share. A DCF model is based on the predictability of a company's free cash flows. Like any model in any discipline, its outputs are sensitive to its inputs. We're starting with an average of Enbridge's last three fiscal years worth of free cash flow, then using historical assumptions to grow these into the future. It's up to you to figure out if these will be accurate or not for the company. Assuming they grow these free cash flows at a rate of 6 
6% annually for the next decade. Then in the following decade, assuming this growth rate is cut in half and they grow at 3% annually, if we add in Enbridge's tangible book value, which gives an estimate of their net worth, if we want a 15% rate of return, which is the rate of return Warren Buffett's looking for, if today's valuation multiples are the same in 20 years, based on these assumptions, an estimate of Enbridge's fair value per share is around $20. That's down $17 from their current stock price. There are some key points to keep in mind. Enbridge has had a low degree of business predictability in their past. This is partly due to some of their mergers and their acquisitions. In reality, midstream businesses can tend to be pretty predictable, but you still need to do your own work. This potentially impacts our assumptions. Also, this discount rate is an estimate of total returns to shareholders. It includes both their dividend yield and their appreciation in their stock price. Most importantly, this analysis is not financial advice. It's not a buy or sell recommendation of any security. Consult with your financial advisor before making any investment decision. In just a minute, we'll give our final rating to Enbridge, but we need to address something first. We've covered the numbers, but the qualitative factors of Enbridge's business may be even more important. What are they? Well, let's find out. Looking at the factors supporting a long thesis, number one, the cancellation of the Keystone XL pipeline puts Enbridge in a leading position to capture new organic pipeline expansions to serve the unmet need from producers. Number two, if we take out Enbridge's growth capex, they potentially offer a secure dividend that's contract-based and could increase for the foreseeable future. Number three, Enbridge is the liquids-focused version of gas-oriented Williams in terms of an attractive, highly regulated utility-like earning profile. But we'd be remiss if we didn't cover the negative aspects of the company as well. Looking at the factors supporting a short thesis, number one, Enbridge has yet to build a Modi Renewables business, potentially risking its capital investment. Number two, Enbridge's pipeline carries substantial amounts of oil produced in the Canadian oil sands, one of the least environmentally friendly sources of production. Number three, due to its size and profile, Enbridge is a lightning rod for ESG-related legal and stakeholder challenges across its assets including line three, five, and it even has a small stake in the troubled Dakota Access Pipeline. There you have it for a balanced perspective of some of the qualitative factors of the business. Now it's time to give our rating. In analyzing Enbridge stock ticker ENB, we learn this midstream pipeline energy transportation business has doubled its free cash flows in the last five years. They grew through a big-sized acquisition of Spectra Energy back in 2017. While the business earns just below average returns on capital and they use a lot of debt, Enbridge has qualitative factors, potentially making the business more predictable than what meets the eye. Contracted-based revenues potentially means their dividend is sustainable, and they pay a very high one at that, even if that looks different from their numbers profile. So you need to understand both of those. It's worth reiterating this analysis is not financial advice. Their free cash flow, Enbridge's free cash flow to enterprise value yields don't look that attractive compared to the yield of the 10-year treasury. When we perform our discounted cash flow analysis, if today's valuation multiples are the same in 20 years, Based on these assumptions, an estimate of Enbridge's fair value per share is only around $20. Enbridge was last at those levels back in November of 2009, meaning you'd need to be patient. Looking at all the factors of our analysis, Enbridge looks like a weak candidate for further research. Don't let that discourage you if you're interested in the company. If you enjoyed today's video, be sure to like it, subscribe to the channel for more stock analysis videos, share your thoughts about Enbridge, and let me know what business to look at next in the comments below. Thanks for learning about Enbridge with me and have a great day.